It's the hard line. It's our 30th birthday. That's right. January 24th in the year 1994. As I was starting my final semester of college, the ticket was on the air. And off it went. And here we sit three full decades later, entering our fourth tomorrow. And uh, what has this thing done? Yeah, it's it's crazy, dude. It's I'm really looking forward to Friday night when we have our birthday party down at the House of Blues and P1s will be there and we can high-five them and fist-bump them. And, and um, you know, the, the morning news did a really cool piece. The Observer with Kelly Dearmore. Michael Hogue did it for the uh, for the morning news, and Kelly Dearmore did it for The Observer. And it's both of them took a really interesting look at the twists and turns and things like that. But, you know, the morning show was talking about it this morning, and they've literally been the rock of Gibraltar, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They truly have been the, the driving force behind... 30 years of, of success of, of this station. Um, and for us here on three to seven, it's a very tumultuous ride. If you were around back in the mid 2000s, I guess, whatever aughts or whatever that is. Sure. That's why we're 5.0. Yeah. Where things were spiraling out of control. At a radical pace when, you know, one of the, the founding fathers of the radio station and, and this time slot really kind of went to hell in a handbasket. And it started way earlier than the time that he actually left the station, which has now been 17 years. Crazy. And we have infinitely more listeners who have no idea about that era at all than do. And there's plenty of listeners that have been there for the entirety of it. And it's crazy to even think of that, that those people that, you know, started listening when they were 45 and they had kids that were 10 years old or whatever that are now 75 years old and probably have, you know, they're, they're 10 year olds, 40 and grandkids and all that. That kind of freaks me out. And there's plenty of really hardcore listeners that we know we knew by name back then that, yeah, are now all retired. That are living the good life. Yeah. That still listen on a daily basis. Um, that's amazing to me to, to, to think about. But yeah, just the, the survival that, that's gone on in, in this time frame. And, and I don't, you know, I don't want to dig up bad memories or anything like that because really for me, being here since the first year, it's all been gravy. Like just being here. And I said that to, to Kelly Dearmore in the in the Observer article, just being at this place at the very beginning, the amount of positive energy that was emulating from from the old Mockingbird Studios, Mockingbird and Central, the amount of like I can't believe this is a thing, and that I even have my foot in the door as an intern. Yeah, like being able to go home and tell my parents like i think this is what i want to do and not only is this what i want to do this is the only place that i want to be and you talk about like finding your niche in life and i'm not saying i found my niche that's up for debate but 
what I found what I wanted to do in literally about two hours of the first time I stepped foot in the radio station. It was that it was that powerful of a place back then. And you knew that there was something special, even though it was a revolving door and it was, you know, the old adage that it was a Chili's wait staff of people, not not hosts, but people that worked, um, you know, doing board op shifts, producers, tickers, whatever we had back then. It was tough to keep people around because a lot of people just thought that it wasn't going to last for obvious reasons. Yeah. It had no business. Yeah. Uh, lasting. Absolutely. And so stepping foot in here and being a part of it early on was so insane to me. And, and I know Dave, you felt the same way. We were making $5 an hour. Yep. Which I don't even think was minimum wage. (laughs) I think we're getting paid less. It felt like that at least. You know, I still have somewhere in my financial records, somewhere in the attic, I have that. You know, and you would get that statement from the Social Security Administration, and it would show your yes. annual earnings. Yeah. And I think the first year, I made twelve thousand dollars. The second year, thirteen, and then the the third year, fifteen. Yeah. Just keeps going up. And I yeah. And I thought to and myself, you have an attic. Well, that's true. Well, now I, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, you know, I thought to myself, whenever it was twelve thousand dollars, I thought, all right, thousand dollars a month. I could smoke that. I can make that work. We can somehow, you can live off that. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I interned at WBAP. I interned at Channel 5. And so I I was bit with the bug. I knew I wanted to work in media. Yeah. But then, like you said, when you set foot in the doors of the ticket, it was unlike anything else. Yes. And you were like, this isn't just in the media. This is crazy. Yeah. This is special. Yeah. And and that's why coming up wanting to do this for a living, you you kind of conflate quantity and quality. And what I mean by that is in your head you think the goal to broadcast or writing or whatever you do that touches the public, you want the biggest audience possible. And then you realize that's not right. Now, of course, we all have to get big audiences or our stations fail, but the point is, it's the, it's the connection that radio can make or that, that, you know, is proven to be the success of, of any sort of broadcast thing, especially a daily thing where people just kind of weave it into their lives. Like, this is what I do when I drive home from work or this is what I do after a Cowboys game or whatever. You just become part of the routine. And that's a quality thing. That's not a quantity thing. And if you can, in a way, make a connection with people, even a small number, then the whole thing grows organically, the audience and the broadcasters. Now, usually that's only true with a very few number of personalities. So then to find a radio station where it's kind of morning till night with that same relationship people had with with Larry King or yeah. or with Howard or or just any of these people through the years to find a station that had built that that ethos or whatever you want well, to call it that universe that that was unbelievable to get to be a part of and the fact that all of those shows weren't in a silo that's right 
like all the examples you're you're talking about, it's not like they had crosstalk with other shows. It's not, not like all. they popped on other shows. It's not like they had all hands station events. That's right, right. And that's what made this place so different. And it, and it again, not ever having been to another radio station and seeing what it was all about. Just the fact that that was part of the the fabric of it, and these people that that I was meeting along the way. That seemed like all of them made me laugh in one form or another, you know. Yes. And but yet this was sports radio, and and that is a a, a generally humorless profession, a, a nerd convention. Yeah. You know, and and that the instantly, you know, within two or three days, I'm like, I can't believe all these people are this funny. Like it's so weird. And at least in my head, they all like live together. So well, like all you, all you guys at were like time, yeah. All you guys were like was a real thing. Lifelong friends, and so here's a outlier trying to trying to figure out how all the math works and and who knows who and what's the story and how, who. Did, I don't. I mean, it was all blur. Several of the first several years here was both like the coolest fantasy camp you could ever attend. But also a blur where you're not really sure what's happening. You're the rookie quarterback and you, you're just fog of war, man. You're just trying to survive. And, and I, the, the, the point I wanted to make though is the longevity is so unique. And I know we've said this in similar occasions in the past, but I, I can't stress it enough. We know so many people in this industry who have successful careers and work at six different places. And that's, you know what? That's fine. If, if they're happy with it, that's great. In fact, if they're not happy with it, they're just trying to survive and, and feed their family and everything like that. But for us to get to basically leave college and get a job and then stay at that job three decades later, it's, it's so, it's so beyond anything you would hope for. Like it's not even on the radar of things you would hope for. It's, it's beyond that. And that's why when, we get hit by a storm or, or some bad news or something rocks this place a little bit. Some of us are just so conditioned to hearing about our imminent funeral that it's been go- like, seriously, I remember the first time we pondered how much this thing has left and it was 2002. And so to have this conversation 22 years after that on our 30th birthday, I know it's going to end at some point. I really do. But it's just it's just such a unique place with such a unique audience that that yes, grateful, that's what this occasion means for us, thankful and all that, but we're just as confused as the people that were saying we would be out of this before a decade hit. Like it's crazy. And it's rare, and it won't happen again, not in this city, but really any city. When you go no. to the Super Bowl, they're like, this doesn't happen. How did you guys do it? We have no idea. You know, And, and I, I say we partly as a, by extension because I wasn't even here. And, you know, all of us have had opportunities or chances to, to leave. And, Bob, you and I both were really close. We were like days away and I was being kind of pushed in that direction, um, by someone. And in the 11th hour, I did realize what, what am I, what am I even thinking about? 
I don't want a chance to leave. I want the opportunity to stay because you do realize this is it. You will never recapture this the rest of your life, period, end of story. And yeah, at the time, like short term, you're thinking, oh, man, the money and la, la, la. And, and it, it, it was, you know, significant and, 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 but it wasn't, it, it felt bad. It felt icky. All of it felt icky because my entire life has been based here. My it, entire adult life. It's amazing. We have almost an identical story about that moment in time because. Both of us had to grab the brake and pull it and not really ask anybody else. And that changed things in both of our lives. I don't think we knew we would eventually be working together. But it's wild that, you know, you're on a show, you work with another guy or two or whatever, and you guys make decisions and and behind the scenes. And in both of our cases... Uh, if 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 we did not take action, we would have gone somewhere else, and we probably would have made a little more money at first. But we probably also would think about it every day, like, yeah. well, like, like what am I? Why doing? did we do this? And so I don't belong anywhere else. At the time, I thought I was kind of playing unfair, just making a decision and not really talking it over. But. I don't regret that for a second. No, no. And like, I, that was the smartest thing I, this dumb person has ever done. And yeah. some of us were asked to leave and then spent decades fighting <laughs> to try and come back. Right. I, and you know, your story is so unique. I, I heard Matt McLaren this morning talking about his journey, ordeal, whatever you want to call it. It is amazing what that guy did in his radio career before here before the first time he was here when he was just hired by rich phillips as like you know fill-in host and things like that back in like 2010 or whenever that was i can't even remember just the the route that he took all over the country and i'm listening to it going my god this is so insane but that's normal that's normal that's 100% normal, and it's kind of akin to the the football coach or basketball coach of the route those guys take, like college coaches. Yeah. Uh, to where they start out and and the pass and the amount of moves you take with your family. Yeah, their wives just get it. We're gonna move every 18 months, and, and that's the life that you're supposed to lead in this industry. Mm-hmm. And. You know, I think that most people figured it out pretty quickly. If there was a way to get your foot in the door here and there was a path, some path to get to where you wanted to be eventually, why would you ever leave here? The relationship that we have with our listeners and you guys get it all the time because I see it. It's. It still shocks me, you know, like there's not one ticket stock where the silly ass time wasters are playing or one charity challenge or girls basketball game or any of these things that we've done through the years that doesn't absolutely amaze me from a listener standpoint. And 
you know, just basic remotes. This is not normal. None of it's normal. And the fact that, you know, we're here now, we're all, like you said, Bob, we're incredibly lucky um, to be here with, with each other. I mean, the, the, the six of us here, there's no question about it. Um, and I feel like, and I said this in the article, it's a, it's as good a spot, it's a better spot than, than I've ever been in with this, this show. And that's 25 years worth of, worth of saying that. It's, and it's, it doesn't get old and it's not lost on me. And the connection that we have, again, not only are, are we incredibly lucky and blessed, I'll feel that way till I'm dead. When I think about it, probably every day, like what we were able to be a part of, whether it's 30 years or 35 years or 40 years or however the hell long it ends up being, that won't be lost. Yeah, and we're proud of it, but we're also proud people that don't want it to end on our watch. And that's why we grind like we do, because, you know, nobody wants a streak or a era or a run to to end why uh you know you you are holding the steering wheel so it's gonna end mm-hmm. but we are going to attempt to push that limit as far as we can so thank you thank you for allowing us that opportunity and thank you for still being with us or heck maybe you just joined cool yeah i have a prediction Go on. Make yourself comfortable. For as long as the Cowboys play football, the ticket will exist. Okay, that's a really long time. Or is it? (laughs) (laughs) Which goes away first? Cowboys football or the ticket? Anyway, happy birthday. Happy birthday to everybody that has stepped through these doors from an employee standpoint. And especially yes. from a listener standpoint and everyone that we've met along the way, um, it is an awesome honor to help steward you through your day in whatever form that is. As Chris used to say, there's no me without you. You know what? Or That's us. Right, little buddy. Back, or then, us without you. back then, it didn't really resonate in year three. <laughs> it certainly does what Chris Arnold said now in year in year 30. So happy birthday ticket. Long live the ticket. Start 31 tomorrow.